welcome to the Kelly Willie Dialogues podcast, the official podcast for Seek International. And we've been on a long break, but we're back with a bang. And uh, this is just a sequel episode following our 30-day Future Self program. And if you don't know what that is, in the month of September, we had a 30-day Future Self program. And uh, this program was developed by Dr. Benjamin Hardy, an organizational psychologist. And so after the, you know, engaging and exciting 30 days, we decided to do um, this podcast season, just interviewing people who we believe have discovered their true passion in life. And today we're excited to have our brother Nisaki with us. Nisaki, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Fantastic. (laughs) Great, great. So, um, I recently discovered that you're also called Cornelius. Uh, and, uh, well, that came as a surprise because I've never heard you use that name ever. <laughs> Why don't you use it? I mean, often. I, I chose to drop my English names and just stick to my local African names. Okay. Any special reason for that? I believe that my, my African name is good enough to make an impact that's strong enough with what I do in my life. Wow. <laughs> okay. Because I use my name Kenneth a lot. And uh, on the flip, I actually don't use Selom a lot. And so maybe I need to take a cue from you. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm very, I mean, I'm very tied to names. So I think I like the meaning of the name Kenneth more. Yeah. But what, what so what was the meaning of your name Cornelius? I mean, or Nisaki? I mean, wh- why, why would you prefer? I mean, I know you're, you're more of like a, a Pan-Africanist and all of that. But what makes Nisaki so special? I mean, Cornelius, Cornelius is a nice name. Well, <laughs> I, I grew up with people around me calling me Nisaki. Nisaki. <laughs> Cornelius was reserved pretty much for school and for formal activities. Okay. So at a point I decided, ah, I'm tired oh. with this English stuff. <laughs> Great. So it's good to have you, you here today on the Kelewele Dialogues podcast. Uh, podcast ideally we should have been chewing some kelewele whilst recording this but maybe we can grab that next time but uh if you're listening to this yes you should get yourself some kelewele with granite and uh if you don't know what kelewele is uh well just google it <laughs> it's a very spicy you know uh pepperish food from ghana made with plantain and it's really good especially when taken with g nuts with ground nuts uh, that's what we do over here and uh, later, you get to know how we came up with the name Kelewele Dialogues. So today, we're going to talk to Nisaki about discovering future selves. Um, and th- these episodes are actually captioned Becoming, Becoming. So he's going to tell us how he became what or who he is today. Uh, Nisaki, check you out online on LinkedIn and uh, says you're a digital driver, design and decision maker at Dark, Dark Horses Esports. Sim Racing Community Manager at the Ghana Esports Association, Motorsport Enthusiasts, Branding Gaming Consultants. That's like a whole lot. But there's something that runs through, you know, and that is gaming. Uh, so tell us a bit about how you got into gaming. I mean, generally, because it seems to be a big thing for you. I, I got into gaming through my dad, okay. who introduced me to computers around the age of four so that's that's somewhere around 1985 whoa and he started teaching me 
little little bits of programming to use to find my way around computers and stuff and it just clicked hmm. and that's that's where it all started off from so what what were some of your favorite games uh you know from the past because i actually saw um i saw a post that you made on linkedin about uh i think it was someone who had developed one of these very old games and actually is no more but you made a comment on Oh, the Sinclair QL. Exactly, the Sinclair QL. So tell us about that. The Sinclair QL was the first computer that I was introduced to. Okay. It was a full-fledged keyboard with a couple of slots for tape cartridge drives. But that was an entire computer on its own that you could connect to a TV and a joystick and whatnot and mm. do your stuff. And that served as my entry point. Okay. So I've always kept that... Sinclair name at the back of my mind because that's how I got into the whole thing. Yeah, because um, you said that it got you started in uh, gaming with a game called the Meteor Storm. Meteor Storm, yes. I was playing that with a two-button joystick. Okay. And that was because of my dad. He, he taught me how to play that game. Right. I was a kid, but it was fun to use a joystick to find your way around and blast little asteroids that were coming your way. And Wow. So we can say that that was like your genesis. Of yes, game. yes. Uh, what were other computers or devices you, that you really um, had your gaming on? I I went through the IBM eighty eighty six, the two eight six, the four eight six, the Pentium, and then after the Pentium, it's just been one different computer after the other. Did you ever experience the Atari? I experienced the Atari, not at home, okay. but with friends. Right. <laughs> that was quite no, exciting. We can't talk about gaming without the Atari, you know. That. No, you can't. You can't. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you're also like a very good PC expert. Like, you know a lot about computers. Would you say that your knowledge in gaming also, like, helped with knowing about, like, computers and all of that? My experience with computers comes from my passion for gaming. Okay. I learned how to use computers really well because I always w wanted to find a way to play games, find make, a way, the, they hide the, the games and, and then you type some code, 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 go through all the things that they put in your way, all the obstacles and find the game and play it. Right. So <laughs> it taught me to solve problems mm, mm, indirectly because I was looking to have fun. Right. Wow. Then I think that gaming has really played a very big role in who you are today. Yes. I mean... Them, I think the most significant. But, I mean, contrary to that, a lot of parents would say that, look, gaming is not healthy. I mean, for their children. What what would you say about that narrative? Because, I mean, of course, I don't think that growing up, your dad would have endorsed you becoming like a, you know, a digital driver and all of that. So, how how did you how did you navigate through the challenge? I mean, first of all, from the context of parents not wanting their kids, you know, to get into this, thinking that there are better career options, and then your own story of how you were able to navigate. I mean, <laughs> how did you do it? Well, my, I was, I, was, I was fortunate in that both my parents were gamers. Oh, nice. <laughs> my, they didn't play games that were overly complicated, but we had a couple of games that everybody in the house could play. Mm. And the high scores were set by my mom and my dad. Wow. So they, 
my dad wouldn't mind what I did on computers as long as I was using computers. Mm. But whenever I mentioned video games, they would shut the conversation down. Mm. I wasn't allowed to have video games in the house. They didn't mind me playing whatever game was on the video games on computer. But connecting a video game system to a television television. became a problem. (laughs) So you find me at people's houses, always hanging out. Sometimes some people tell you, stand outside, wait for X number of minutes or Mm. X number of hours. You guys take turns, you go in, you play for a few minutes. Depending on how your game goes, you come outside. <laughs> so it made me into what you call a cobola. I was, okay. I was, I was all over the place just <laughs> looking for games to play. Right. I remember you used to tell me you've actually left home tw- more than twice. Or, yeah. You know, uh, well, has that anything to do with your gaming as well? No, or that, that just was just. Me, <laughs> that just had to do with me being a very, very <laughs> stubborn boy growing up. <laughs> you know, that, that thing always comes to mind because we all had thoughts of running away from home as kids. I had thoughts. But I never was able to do it. I mean, but you were able to do it more than once. I did it thrice. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Technically four times. Wow. But it just tells me that definitely all of these experiences tell who you are and how you've been able to carve, you know, a career in the gaming industry. That is really becoming very cutting edge. Uh, I know definitely that stubbornness, you know, has sort of brought you you know to this point but it's still not easy it's not i know you've had a lot of challenges and i hope that we can get to share some of those you know so let's zoom straight into the the conversation of the future self and all of that so um at the introductory stage of our 30-day future self program we were encouraged to pull out our journals and write down who our future self is so do you journal do you do you do you write down or i mean and if you if you do journal how do you journal do you prefer writing some people prefer to record audios i mean to keep records how what do you do do you photography oh okay i take i take a lot of pictures Mm -hmm. of things people random stuff okay and whenever there's anything that's major occurring i take a lot of photographs and videos Mm. just so they can jog my memory when it comes up Occasionally, I use the one. Okay. Like when my when my when whenever my kids come along, whenever they're born and everything, I I take all those photos and everything, and I compile them into day one, and I leave notes and stuff wow. there. Wow. So it means that your day one becomes your reference point, and it's not just for life events. Like anything that you're doing yeah. that you think is important. Yes. You 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 you, you document you, the you first. Have, you have to document. So I I would assume that you have. Um, pictures and uh, videos of concepts you developed even before you know doing what you're doing today quite a number of them and how do you store because when it comes to storage memory and all of that i mean people are afraid that some of these things you lose them and these are very precious memories and uh, precious milestones you know so how do you how do you protect your storage and all of that i back up in three different locations okay <laughs> i have a four terabytes drive. Wow. That takes pretty much everything. Then I have about three one terabyte drives that I back up other things onto. So it's a habit. It's something I've been doing for years. And no, this is interesting because most people pick up these habits from work. 
you know they have a manager who has a backup culture or they're working in a very sensitive industry where backup is so important but how did you build this you know habits because this is something you're doing for yourself i mean storing pictures storing video why like how did you even think of doing that well i'm an it guy okay. i've i've been an it guy my whole life and if you're going to do anything it first thing you have to think about is your storage okay whether it's flash storage whether it's, it's rom whether it's your ram you you have to have your storage on point so I've always kept things on memory cards, pen drives. Before the, before the digital revolution, mm -hmm. I'd then think, I'd put things on diskettes, I'd put <laughs> things on CDs. And then when storage became more affordable and accessible, mm -hmm. I migrated everything I had. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's really impressive. Because, I mean, I have lost so many pictures and memories, unfortunately. Because uh, I didn't have the habit of, you know, backup, backup, backup. But yeah, that's that's really good. And um, of course, you're definitely on this episode because we think we are seeing international. See what you do, and we 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 know. I mean, we don't need to be told that you have kind of discovered, you know. But then let me ask you: Do you think you've discovered your life's purpose? This is my calling, <laughs> without a shadow of doubt. Wow. At which point in your life did you come to this conclusion? A year ago. Wow. Wow. So, two years ago, but I, I really had it confirmed for me last year mm. during the lockdown. Mm. Mm. Wow. And uh, th this is amazing because, you know, a lot of people sometimes have the notion that sometimes before you hit the age 25, the age 20, before you hit the age 30, you should have you know, discover their life's purpose. As a matter of fact, you know, I did um, a presentation, I think, last week, and uh, something that, that inspired the presentation was that they were having a talk on marriage. And there was the argument that, okay, well, if you're going to get married to someone, then you should have discovered your life's purpose. Somehow I debunked it because I told them, look, <laughs> I have gone for events where, you know, I was at a springboard event where one of the, the, the guests said that his life was transformed by the person he married. I mean, I'm a personal testimony because I always say that I am very haphazard. My wife is more organized. So when it comes to discovering purpose, I, I think that <laughs> it has nothing to do with marriage, you know. So what, what do you have to say about that? Because you are married, but you discovered or you got right, like the true confirmation of your purpose like a year or two ago. How, I mean, tying all of this with marriage and all of that, how did it work for you? About a year ago, I sat my wife down and asked her, what one thing have you known me to do most consistently in all the years you've known me? And she just said one thing, gaming. Whoa. <laughs> and I said, that's where I'm going with the future. Wow. 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 This is really profound. <laughs> so if your wife had said, hmm, even though I've seen you do gaming, I think you should do this other thing. Would you have obliged? <laughs> no. <laughs> I wouldn't because <laughs> I've heard if she'd said no it would be the same thing that I've heard countless other people tell me my whole life wow and I've never listened to any of them <laughs> <laughs> you're really stubborn and this, this stubbornness has brought you far <laughs> it has <laughs> that, that's really good so so definitely 
you've actually confirmed why marriage is even you know um, a good platform for discovering purpose because sometimes it takes a reflection from your partner to say look because she she has known you better you know she's a gamer ah you see (laughs) purpose (laughs) so that that was a good one um that that's really something that we have to document and share with the young adults of today who think that they have to get it all figured out before you know jumping into the whole marriage thing (laughs) so uh we learned okay we also learned from the the future program future self program that anyone who isn't embarrassed by who they were you know years ago or maybe last year or you know a period in the past um you know is uh, actually not growing or learning enough so if you're not embarrassed by who you were are you embarrassed by who you were do you think that you're at a point where you have seen like major transformation in what you you do even with gaming i've seen major transformations and i am not embarrassed about one single bit of my journey Mm. not a single bit of my journey has embarrassed me because all of it now that i i have better perspective to look at the trajectory of my life Mm -hmm. i know that these experiences have all built me into who I am today. Mm. So every single one of them counted. Even at a point when I thought, and I kept asking myself, this path I'm following, where's it gonna lead me to? Because I've, I've, I've spent a lot of time trying to find myself mm. and what it is that I do that makes me stand out. I've done, I've worked with people in politics, people in ministry, people in industry, mm. and I've just been trying to find what do I do? What, what can I do that will make me different? Because mm-hmm. I found, found myself drifting into the shadows of people who had gone ahead of me mm-hmm. and thought that as a result of that, they had some kind of right to dictate what path of life I should walk. Mm-hmm. It's, never, it's not something that's never been comfortable for me. Yeah. I hang with motivational speakers who think, you should be then you should be doing this thing you should be the next motivational speaker you should be the next business that's not who i am i am a gamer and i'm <laughs> exceptionally good at what i do so have you ever worked in a corporate environment i spent over a decade of my life in high level corporate work mm. and today i recognize why god put me in the corporate world mm. otherwise i wouldn't be able to write a single sensible article on linkedin <laughs> Wow. So it's it's all come together. So uh, I think with this issue of embarrassment, um, of course, now I believe that you do things faster and better. Yes. <laughs> you know, however, all these experiences are what have, you know, summed up to what you are today. And so definitely your future self or your current self, I would say, is proud of your previous or past self. Right you know, for not giving up and for not listening to all the naysayers, right? And right. of course, I mean, you're stubborn, so you don't listen anyways. <laughs> I, I do listen. Mm-hmm. I take I take feedback. I like to argue my points out. Mm-hmm. But whenever I have a discussion with somebody or an interaction with somebody and they have a different viewpoint, being as stubborn as I am, I will try to argue my point. But when I go back 
and I sit down, I think through everything the person had to say, and I pick up the advice that they, they wanted to give me from it. Mm. If it's worth it, I work with it. If it's not, I discard it and I keep moving right. on. Yeah, that, and uh, you know, one thing about advice and mentorship is sometimes it is believed that mentors project their fears on us. So they try to tell you not to do something because they probably failed at it. Have you encountered such situations where someone you looked up to clearly was trying to tell you, look, go this way, don't do this, and you defied it and still went on to do what you wanted to do? The fact that I do what I'm doing at the moment is testimony enough of that. <laughs> I, I have had mentors, quote, unquote, because I've never gone to anybody to ask them to mentor me. Maybe, mm. maybe one person. Mm. But I, I like to learn and observe people and work with people and help people. Mm. But I'm not trying to follow anybody's footsteps or walk in anybody's shadows. Sure. So people will tell me, you know, by now you should be doing this serious thing. You should be doing that serious thing. Really, if you, if, yeah. you, if you think it's that serious, go do it yourself. Yeah, you're, I mean, you remind me so much of Vusi Thimbakwayo, the South African entrepreneur, and uh, he's also very stubborn like you are. As a matter of fact, he sees himself as as the voice of the voiceless, you know. So things that people are afraid to say, he's going to say it you and defend, to. you know. And um, I see that trait in you so much because he actually has also, I think, recorded, um, uh, put out a podcast episode where he talks about mentorship and how, we don't have to even we don't even need a mentor necessarily but we only need sort of people who are guiding you know because sometimes mentors can mess you up big time you know they big, feel big big yeah big, they, big they feel that you should do it in the way that they would and <laughs> you call it walking in their shadows of course that would not work so um would i call you a millennial i was born in 81 okay so all right, because I'm saying this because, uh, of course, I see that the Gen Z is uh, a bit more aggressive. You seem to have that Gen Z spirit. I mean, like, you're trendy, you know what is, like, happening, what is cutting-edge technology. You, 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 like, I mean, you're, you're that aggressive. What has kept you this way? I have carried the burden of feeling that I was ahead of my time for many years. And because I was into computers and tech from a very early age, which was uncommon here in Ghana, I, I always had to dumb myself down to deal with people. Because when I spoke of concepts, because I read a lot, mm. and when I, when I spoke of concepts or ideas, people were always like, oh, this thing isn't real, this thing, come on. Very get, abstract. Get a, get a life, basically. Mm. But because I got into it and I understand it and it didn't come, I didn't, I didn't learn computers as part of a formal training thing. Right. I learned it because of fun, because I, I enjoyed playing with gadgets and tech and stuff. Mm -hmm. So when I relate with the younger generation right now, that's all into social media and they're into all this tech stuff, what they do isn't above my head. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's roll. Right. Because I feel for this for for this moment, that's I was brought exist. I was brought to earth. Nice. That that's you know, uh so the idea that the saying that um there's nothing like an idea whose time has come. It's like your time has come because I mean you actually made a statement about the African, you know, 
Africa in the Coming East on, you know, on LinkedIn, where, uh, let me just read an excerpt of what you said. We spent the better part of our lives doing what was considered childish and unserious. Today, it's opening doors, gateways, and creating brand new opportunities all across the video gaming industry and beyond, spanning across from studios and developers to financiers, advertising, marketing, artificial intelligence, development, graphic design, and the new digital pro products that end users are coming up with. So you, you speak of, you know, a coming storm and you call it an e-storm. Uh, you know, and it also just confirms what you're saying about rolling with the Gen Zs and saying, look, <laughs> what what's trendy, what's happening, bring it on. What is the future of Africa? How do you see Africa, you know, when it comes to this whole technology, gaming revolution and its impacts on even other industries and pillars of life? I believe it holds the key to turning Africa's story around. Mm. Because if you look at the number of gamers that we have on the African continent, we have over half a billion gamers. They play games on devices ranging from mobile phones, and I'm talking like YAM phones, something like Snake on the old Nokia, mm. to those who have custom-built high-end PC rigs that they use to do their gaming stuff. In between there, you have the consoles and whatnot. Mm. Now, everybody is playing a game. Everybody who has a smartphone has, or almost everybody has one game or other. It might be there's one, one boring game, mm. but it's a game. And it's a gateway to catching up with what's going on all across Out the there. continent. Because what, what you have here is we have people who have the same electronic devices you have, mm -hmm. are on the same internet that you are on. Mm -hmm. They have, you have access to the same knowledge and information that they do. Mm -hmm. But everybody's having fun and nobody's thinking that this thing that I'm doing could actually make me money. Right. But when you have interactions with other people in Africa, in Ghana, who are building platforms to leverage on gaming, and you listen to how far they want to go with the ideas they have, mm. you realize we have a, a completely untapped market. Mm. Not just for those who want to make money, but for designers, for programmers, for people in the tech field, and people in the marketing fields. There's, there's a wealth of opportunities mm. that are being released in this season. True. When it comes to and all of that. Um, I don't know about other African countries, but we're all doing. Do you think that with the gaming industry, we have, I mean, or let me put it this way, what percentage would you give to content creators in, in Ghana or Africa? Like, do you think we have a lot of content creators or you think that it's uh, still a very uh, virgin space i think it's a very 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 virgin space there's so much that can be done with content creation and it doesn't require expensive equipment mm -hmm. most of the stuff that qualifies as content creation today can be done from <laughs> just about any, any, any smartphone Your ipad tab pc mm -hmm. Wow. You know, you know how I work. <laughs> yeah, I was come to that because you do everything on your phone, your video editing, and all of that. And uh, 
you don't have imposter syndrome like you don't feel like hmm, people are using you know iMacs and you know all these sophisticated machines to do stuff and i'm just using my phone <laughs> no i don't i i i didn't learn how to edit videos using a traditional computer mm. i i got into it because i was working on that political project that you suggested <laughs> right we'll talk and about that. i i had i had to find a way to make my videos work mm. So I, I thought, okay, I do everything from my phone. Let me see if there are any good apps and if I can find my way around an app and see if I can edit it. Hmm. And uh, I guess the concepts are the same on phone. So once you know how to apply the concepts, you're, you're good to go. I, I, I think, I think it's, it's a matter of knowing what the principles are. Principles exactly. don't, change. don't so, change. So once you can identify <laughs> your principles, mm -hmm. you, you learn to work from you there. work from there. Because you remind me of there's this young boy who was discovered, I mean, of course, I've forgotten the country, but in Africa. And he was actually writing computer programs from his phone. And it amazed these white folks because they just didn't know how someone could. And this wasn't a smartphone. <laughs> it had the, the whole keypad Yeah, I thing. think I, I, I saw, I saw yes. that article. So, so it, it means that we have the potential. So, folks, uh, this is the Kelewele Dialogues uh, podcast, uh, the official podcast for Seek International. You can follow us on social media, Seek International, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, Instagram. And uh, we also have a WhatsApp platform where we vibe a lot and we get to know what's happening. So if you want to join the community, just uh, you can you can text or you can text us on social media. An official number is 0548-345213. Um, we have members across other African countries as well who are on the platform. So it's an opportunity to network and grow and learn together. Actually, that is our vision to create communities that grow and learn together. And today we have actually one of our members who is creating waves in the gaming industry with us. And um, we're just having a wonderful conversation. So, Nisaki, do you believe in personality tests? Have you taken personality tests? Do you, I mean, do you believe in all of that? I, I think they have a role to play. Okay. But ultimately, I believe you chart your own path. <laughs> personality tests will, will help point you to things that you gravitate towards. Right. But sometimes you find yourself doing something that is completely opposite what all your personality tests <laughs> tell you and who they tell you that you are and who you're going to be and all of that. Right. So I I take them with a pinch of but salt. But do, do you think that where would you fall? I mean, assuming where to just assume, would you say you're choleric or you're melancholic? Or because <laughs> you seem to really have an idea. I mean, you you said you discovered or you got confirmation about your purpose a year or two ago. Right. It means that at some point in uh, in time, you were a bit confused or a bit worried or a bit. But I mean, you just exude this whole confidence about what you're doing. <laughs> so, where do you think you fall? Do you think you're choleric? Do you think you're sanguine. I mean, I don't know. Knowing you personally, I, I would assume, but I want to hear from the horse's own mouth. <laughs> um, I think I blend, I blend a number of <laughs> I I, of knew, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> depending on the setting I find myself right. in. Right. But I'm not, I'm not an overly aggressive person. Mm -hmm. I... I like to stay in my corner and mind my business and just do my thing. Hmm. 
with or without recognition, I'm still going to go on doing what I do right. because I believe in it. But I show signs of being a bit choleric when, <laughs> when, work, when work isn't getting done mm. and when people are just not being sensible. <laughs> I saw that coming. Yes, you, you, you hate nonsense, I guess. <laughs> and uh, in this case, nonsense, I would not say it's relative. I mean, you just hate nonsense. I know that about you. So um, when it comes to daily routine, right, what you do on a day-to-day basis, what changed about your daily routine the moment you realized that you had discovered your future self or your life's purpose? I mean, um, what was different from what you do now on a daily basis What's different from now, from the past? I mean, what has changed? Now, I I really don't care who has anything to say about the fact that I don't work a regular job. Mm. <laughs> I but I think that is even a concept that we are now catching on in Africa. Because out there, it's really, I think it's, yeah. you know, it's normal not to have a regular day job. You, you can do a number of different things. Right. But for me, when, when I finally settled on it, I closed my mind to every other suggestion because mm. people keep telling me, you know, you need to go back to school. You need to get a degree. You need to do this. So what is it with people in school? <laughs> you, so you can position yourself better in life. You know, there are the kind of opportunities that... There's a whole lot of rubbish. Mm. Excuse my language. There's a whole lot of rubbish. Because the people who were saying all these things the pandemic hit and everybody shut down. Right. The pandemic hits and it, it did not it did not impact my grind one bit. Right. I just kept doing what I'd been doing pre-pandemic. Hmm. Except I developed new skills mm-hmm. in the course of the pandemic to complement what I'd already been doing. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like not having to wake up and do <laughs> a nine to five. Yeah. Or anything of the sort. <laughs> you know, eh? So there's this article I read uh, a few days ago about the fact that sometimes doing nothing is actually very productive. Uh, so in your day or on a day-to-day basis, do you have periods when you're doing nothing? Like, I mean, of course, gaming is mind-engaging. But aside gaming, do you have periods when you're just with friends, talking with family, spending time with it? Like where you're doing literally nothing? A lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> you I, know <laughs> because it's believed that uh, i've forgotten who wrote the article but it's believed that um you know during those times are when your brain actually brings up a lot so sometimes you realize you're you know and for me that's when i realized that doing after i got married i used to do the dishes a lot i i mean you know because <laughs> my wife uh, my wife would do the cooking i do the dishes and i realized that doing the dishes really it was a time when i used to a lot comes up or I'm taking a walk. So, I mean, I, I don't know, but I, I know you have, a, I wouldn't call it carefree, but you have this whole, like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Don't rush me attitude. And y- so you think that you have periods in your day like that where, like, literally nothing. You're just <laughs> living. One of the key scriptures I've lived my life by mm-hmm. is Ecclesiastes 3.1. Okay. To everything, there's a season, mm. a time for every purpose hmm. every purpose under heaven so there's time for everything mm. and in my day there's i have time with my kids i make time for my wife 
and they make time for my gaming. <laughs> they have to. <laughs> you know, so so then uh, when it comes to that particular, you know, on that note, did you ever think you were going to work with the Ghana Esports Association? Did you ever think you were, I mean, and how did it happen? I had no idea they existed. <laughs> I spent many, many years as a very, very lonely simulation racing driver in Ghana. Hmm. And for it took me 23 years to find people who were interested in doing the kind of things that I'd been doing for the last couple of decades. Wow. The moment I found them, everything is just blown up and there are people <laughs> all over the place who engage in it and have high levels of proficiency. Wow. But you've got to go through the grind and to keep your mind steady hmm. and focused on what you're doing and you have to you just have to believe in yourself right so how did you get to work with the Ghana esports so what happened was a, a friend asked me to join a group of comic book readers okay spending time in that group i met somebody who was based in the uk and we were talking about games and he started sending me links to various tournaments and stuff. Mm. Then one day he sent me a link to a simulation racing pilot project that some guys in Ghana were handling. Mm. So I registered and I saw that the president of the association's name had shown up a couple of times. So I went on LinkedIn and sent a connect request and we had a couple of conversations and he said we don't have anybody doing simulation racing but i look at the content you've been creating i look at what you're doing and how passionate you are about it i think you'll be the right person to drive this agenda and definitely so you are that's that's no, how that, come. that's so it just tells me about your scripture that you just shared there's a time and it so happens that there was no one doing that for them at the, at the time so it was your time it was just, how has work been with them? I mean, how has working with them been so far? It's been exciting. It's been engaging. It's it's not brought any unpleasant challenges. The mm. challenges that come with it are things that we all learn from as an organization mm -hmm. and as individuals. And I seek after peak experiences. <laughs> when I can't find them, I create my own. <laughs> I thought as much. So, I I do things that put my life on the edge, like motorbiking, hmm. like driving really fast, <laughs> <laughs> not recklessly. <laughs> but why am I not surprised? <laughs> but I do things that those are normal things: motorbiking, driving cars. But I, I do things like bungee jumping. Mm. You've done that? Yeah, I have, I have done bungee jumping. It's, <laughs> it's exciting. You should try wow. it. Um, I'm looking forward to trying out skydiving, <laughs> for instance. But a, a moment where I felt I'm really alive, maybe my, my bungee jump. Because <laughs> you're, you're heading down towards rocks in the waterfall. If your rope snaps, you'll you're have a dead, nice story gone. to tell the angels. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, and I think the most recent one 
was winning the first sim racing tournament in Ghana. Yeah, yeah. Tell tell us about that. That was crazy, because we had some pretty talented guys up there. Hmm. But I spent the last couple of weeks praying and talking to God and telling Him, God, I need this hmm. because I've made so much noise about this thing that if this tournament goes and I don't win, hmm. it's going to shatter not only my own self-confidence in but those who look up to what you. what i've built but it will slow the momentum for the work that we've been building up mm. on so i told him god this one i need i need the win mm. by by any means necessary mm, by, by fire by force <laughs> <laughs> and he heard me and he answered wow me because i was up against people who ah extremely forces to reckon with yes well a big congratulations on that i mean i was excited when i saw that but i wasn't as i wasn't surprised because i mean i just know the stuff that you you know you're made of so it's i think it's also a big win for the ghana esports association and actually confirms you know why you are the right man for the (laughs) job um so we're, we're just wrapping up soon but there's this whole thing about vision right right and um so one thing that we encountered was that having a big vision forces you to think outside the box. Having a big vision forces you to take bold actions. How big is your vision, you know, for the gaming industry? And um, does it scare you sometimes? Do you think it's because, I mean, one thing about vision is that it has to scare you. So how big is your vision? <laughs> and what is your vision for the gaming industry? My, my vision isn't purely gaming-oriented. Okay. Because I have done this digital driving thing for years and it has reflected in my real world driving because 75 percent plus of how i drive today is as a result of the simulators Mm. that's Mm. that's where i built up (laughs) all these skills from my long-term goal is to create ghana into an environment that can support Formula One. Wow. Because they have they are very, very stringent about their requirements and mm. it takes a lot to get them to sign you up. Mm. Currently they're not running any 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 Formula One races in Af- in Africa. Oh okay. even though they use they, they used to use a South African track some time back. Currently there's nothing Formula One going on here. Okay. I look at the broader motorsports um, industry mm. as an opportunity for young Africans to be exported all across the world, not just in terms of having them drive, mm-hmm. but for people who are in engineering, people who are in manufacturing, people who are handling logistics, people who are h- handling hospitality and tourism Mm. and clothing and water and all all manner there's all manner of things that go on in there to support the industry Mm. but i'm trying to develop young drivers Mm. who can use simulators use that skill transfer them to go-karts because go-karts are entry-level motor racing things so transfer them to go-karts, train them, and then have them build their bones through 
lower tiers of motorsports like rallying and so on mm. and build them so we can export them. Mm. Mm. Part of it is because I'm passionate about cars. Part of it is also because currently the world driving um, champion, mm -hmm. Lewis Hamilton, is mm -hmm. the only black to have been in Formula One ever. Wow. And he's the, he's the only black guy who's in there. Yeah, and very exceptional. Very, I mean. <laughs> he's, he's set, he's broken all the milestones. Mm. So I want to see a lot more Africans involved in motorsports. Mm. And that, that's, so that's why that's I do a big, what I do. Uh, that's a big vision because, I mean, when it looks at, when you look at processing power, you know, computers, the new, like, um, the new age of, the, like, I think now we have, like, I, we don't just have I-7s, we have, like, I-9 computers and all of that. And you look M1s at, yes, that. you know, and you look at where we find ourselves. Do you think that uh, this vision can be realized in reasonable time or you think it's going to take a lot of time? Because infrastructure-wise, we still have a, a long way to go. And don't you think that a lot of people, does your vision affect the average kid from, you know, a rural part of the world somewhere who who has, who maybe is destined to be the next Lewis Hamilton, you never know, you know, or is just targeted as the few few select rich kids who who can afford it? I want to make things as accessible to everybody as possible, but that's not practical. It's, mm. it's not practical. Mm. You You need a balance of realism <laughs> and passion to blend together so you can figure your path out. Mm. For instance, I do my all my simulation driving okay. with a PlayStation 4 controller. And 90% of the time, I'm up against people who have simulator wheels and pedal setups with gear shifters. So they mm. are sitting in what could be considered a real car <laughs> with force feedback and all of that stuff coming at them. And I hold a controller in my hands and I play by principles and <laughs> I just show them who's boss. <laughs> <laughs> so I believe that it's not so much about expensive equipment, but if anybody is going to get involved in my industry, they need equipment that they either own or have access to permanent access to right or temporary access because i mean even bill gates did i mean used to you know pay to have access to you know the supercomputer they used to pay so i think later they discovered a way to just <laughs> shrink <laughs> sort down. of yeah you know sort of like hack the system but access i think one key word i i get from that is access so hopefully more access will be created and uh, I believe that um, partnerships will come your way that would also make this vision a reality. Speaking about your love for cars, uh, you said that a week ago you commenced a project that you had been cooking. Uh, and uh, so I see that you have created some visuals. So, for instance, with LinkedIn, you use the Mercedes AMG SLS, you know, for WhatsApp, you use a BMW. I mean, do you do you, how do you come up with these things? Why do you know, or how do you know that okay, Instagram should have a Bugatti? <laughs> I mean, the whole thought process because you mentioned that you don't usually pre process these things before you start work, you know. But I mean, your whole work process, how do you come up with these concepts with these 
associations knowing that okay i should brand this and i see that you're going really into the whole branding space and i saw that you actually tagged ecobank in one of your posts and uh i'd like to know if they responded and also i'd like to know other big names that have contacted you because i mean when it comes to sim racing and branding <laughs> it's a new space and i get excited i saw what, what, what i've seen what you've done for seek international which we're yet to put out there and i get excited when i see my logo on a branded you know car or a branded driver i mean it looks good there's more coming <laughs> you know yes and so what are some of the big names that, that have contacted you and uh how did you even get into this whole because it's i mean it's it was sim racing an idea came you tried it and now you are going into branding <laughs> okay i i got into car racing games about 30 years ago or so hmm. about 23 years ago a friend of mine introduced me to one of them called gran turismo on the playstation okay and it had realistic models of real world racing cars from rally to circuits to whatnot and i looked at all the designs that were on the cars and i found them fascinating i was so excited about seeing cars with yeah. all these brands on them and i used to think wow one day i'd like to drive something that has all these crazy things on them <laughs> with my own designs or my own concepts on them yeah. and for for many years, for probably about 20 years or, or so, that feature wasn't implemented in these simulators. But the most recent one that came out mm -hmm. made some room for that. And it's a tedious process. Hmm. Most people think, oh, you just go and take a logo. Yeah, and just and splash you slap it, it, there. It, it It does not work that and way. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's quite complicated, but I was determined to see things that were coming up in my mind mm. and i shared on linkedin some some time ago my very first design mm. and what i do now and i look at the transition and my first design was a little over a year and a half ago mm. and i look at what i did i look at what i'm doing now my thought process for design now and i know that this can only be the hand of god <laughs> but some of the some of some of the people that I've worked with are like Metro TV, mm. but that came about as a result of your suggestion, Ken. Yeah, from the conversation we had. Yes, uh, the yeah. conversation we had about and trying to break into the space using what was trending. Right. Last year was politics. Mm -hmm. This year we have a number of different things. Nobody's thinking politics, hmm. but the politics one served as a gateway mm. not so much for visibility for what i was doing but it told me that somebody's ready to pay for what i have mm. and there's space for this mm. most people in esports when you when you say esports most people are thinking football football <laughs> and a number of other games as well and it's all well and good but i believe that what i do is unique in the sense that it allows you to bring in real-world elements. Mm. So I did I did do something, and I tagged Ecobank in it. I, I branded go-karts and a few cars and so on with Ecobank. Yeah, you actually called them out and yeah, dared I them. Had, I mean, I had, if, if I they're to, serious about this, they should call yes. you and all of that. And they have. Oh, great. They, they, they were working on a sim racing proposal mm. for them. Okay. 
So the Ghana, the Ghana, the Ghana Esports Association president, Kwesi Hayford, and I are working on that. Right. We're, we're also putting final touches to another one that has been re- requested by Belakwa. Wow. No, I mean, it's, I'm, just, I'm just eager to see what you're going to do with Ecobank. Seriously, I can literally picture, but I'm just waiting to see what you're going to do, you know, with, with their stuff. And Belakwa, of course, you know. And uh, that's really impressive work. Ha, huh, we, we're almost through. And uh, I just want to, so a friend of mine was talking to me on uh, Friday. She was telling me about how her younger brother is so enthused about gaming and how her, her parents think that that's not so much of an industry they want him to go into. So I told her I was going to introduce her to you so you could speak to, the, I mean, her brother and her family. But by extension, what would be your word of advice to First of all, parents who think that the gaming industry is going to be a hindrance to the success of their children, uh, to the growth, mental growth and, uh, of their children, one. And number two, uh, your advice to any young adult or child who wants to venture into the gaming space and the opportunities to explore. And finally, your advice to anybody who wants to discover their future self. Like, now you know that this is what you're supposed to be doing, this is what you're made for. I mean, just a word of advice. So let's start with the word to the parents. Strike a balance. You can't let your kids game the entire time. I'm an exceptionally good gamer because I'm an exceptional reader. I Mm. read, I learn, I study, and Mm. I don't like school. (laughs) (laughs) You're a true seeker. (laughs) No, I, 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 I have to find ways of making things work because the reason I don't have a university degree is mm. deliberate. Mm. I chose not to go to un- the university, not because I couldn't, but because I believe that those who were successful found their ways doing things that were not f- school-oriented or school-focused. Because mm. you can, you, school is an enabler, in, in my opinion. Right. But we've made it the ultimate. Mm. So instead of acquiring the lessons you need to learn and the connections you need to learn, you, you need to create from schooling. We've made the schooling itself the end result. Right. And that's why we have so many people who yeah. find themselves... Mark Twain said that he doesn't believe in school, but he believes in I education. I believe in education. Right. You, you shouldn't ever stop learning. Mm. So in the course of my day, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't read as many books as I used to, mm. but I'm probably reading a lot more focused mm. stuff. Mm today than i used to do 10 years ago right 10 years ago you give me i'll, I'll pick i'll pick 10 john maxwell books and hmm. i'm reading that this week hmm. i pick a brand, bunch of brand Tracy books i'm reading that next week and i was i was going through so much stuff then i came to the point where i realized that all these guys are talking about certain core principles hmm. You have to have your vision. That's why you have to write the vision and make it plain. Please. My visions are written. They are clear. They are mm. defined. Mm. I know exactly what it is that I want. Mm. And I know that no matter how big or small what I think is, God is going to take it up and blow it. Right. So your kids want to play games. Give them some gaming time. Regulate it. But make sure they learn. Right. My, Excellent. You have you have Excellent. you have to learn. You can't play some of the complex video games without having a certain wealth of knowledge. Hmm. If you don't <laughs> you don't know anything about the Incas, wow. you don't know anything about the Mayans, and you're playing Tomb Raider, hmm. 
you can't follow clues. You need to have some understanding. How did these cultures evolve? Where this person is? What are the things around it? So you, you find a puzzle and you think, what did these guys do? They set hidden traps. They did this, they did mm. this, they did it's a and lot it was their way of life, so yes. you know it, and it's it's so even you acquire better. that knowledge, mm. whether you're acquiring knowledge through watching videos on YouTube or you're reading books, acquire the knowledge. Right. You need it. Right. For lack of knowledge, hmm. Africa Perishing. is in the state it is. Yeah, true, true. For for people who want to enter the gaming space, mm. try it. Try your try your hands at whatever games you you think. You can. Don't let anybody tell you that you are less of a person because you've chosen to follow this path. Mm. Because most people, are, even even with me, for many years, mm. I I think I struggled to come to that point where I could say, "This is who I am. I'm a gamer, and I accept who I am." And if you don't, well, that's that's your problem. It's business. <laughs> I tried to be this leadership protege and hanging with people who were I, be, I believe that god has called me into the field of leadership right but i kept asking him for so many years i kept asking him god in what field and he just tells me whatever you put your hands to i will bless right but i've also believed that every human being has a thumbprint or a fingerprint that is unique mm. and it's just a reminder that god has made each of us unique mm. and that our paths fulfilling our calling here on in life and on earth has to do with following the plan that god has set mm. i've i've had people around me go into banking because everybody's doing banking 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 some <laughs> of them like my nephew i buried my nephew a couple of years ago mm. he, bp stuff he's aware he dropped dead <laughs> because he should have been doing something in the art world. Mm. But because his dad used to be a doctor and kept giving him pressure, do this, do this, do this, yeah. do that. Then he goes ahead to please people. Who's gone? Pe- people like that are gone. There are so many people who are making money, but they are frustrated. Mm. Because they have they are not doing what it is that is within their spirit. They are not birthing that thing that God has put within them. Mm. I believe I found mine and wow. I'm just going to keep pushing it. Wow. So then on that particular note, what advice do you have for anyone who is struggling or in the process of discovering who they are supposed to be? How? I mean, you have figured out how you got here. What advice do you have for people who are also figuring out how to get there? Believe God and trust in your process. Mm. Believe God and believe, trust. Believe in, believe in, in God. Believe that God's plan for you will manifest if you follow his will mm. because there are people that don't follow his will even i have been out of his will many times but mm. i've always told god that what is what you told me i believe and i don't know how it's going to happen and where i'm going to find myself mm. but you you have to trust him mm. we're not here by ourselves right and to any young person who's feeling frustrated about what they're trying to do and it's not working don't give up Find another way. Find a different way. But don't give up. Because who knows, what you're doing might be the catalyst to spark a revolution for the next generation. Awesome. Great. <laughs> Whew, so that, that, that those final words were spot on. Believe God and trust the process. Trust the process. So folks, 
This is uh, the Kelewele Dialogues podcast, the official podcast for Seek International. And we believe that the more you know, the more you can do. We're open for sponsorship if you want to sponsor this podcast, especially these episodes that are going to go really far to impact a lot of lives. We're open. You can follow us on social media, message us. Our official line is 0543. No, let me just confirm that. I hope I'm not mentioning the wrong line. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. We've had a very active and fast growth on LinkedIn. And so, yes, the number is 0548345213. You can hit us up. We're ready to work with you. And uh, so much for, you know, a big thank you for um, me for joining us. Uh, you want to share one more thing before you yeah. sign off? This is the Kiliwili Dialogues podcast. Yeah. I heard Ken say earlier on that Kiliwili is really fun to have with groundnuts. <laughs> but I discovered something <laughs> that makes it even more fun. Get some kebab pepper and try, try with it. Oh, that is heaven. <laughs> and I think we should try that in that next episode because we're going to have you back, you know, to talk. I mean, we've spoken about your gaming and uh, sim racing and all of that. I think that you have a lot more to offer when it comes to leadership and life experiences. And so we're going to definitely have you back, um, you know, and I believe that's going to be more engaging. So... Thank you so much for, uh, I think we've done almost an hour and it's been engaging. I, it, it feels like a minute and we could keep going on and on. So uh, it's, a, it's a big thank you. And also thanks to our, lit, our listeners. Uh, subscribe to all our channels. We're going to upload this to YouTube as well and have snippets all over on Instagram and other places. So till we meet again next time on the Kelewe Dialogues podcast, keep reading, keep learning, keep growing and keep seeking. <laughs>